0: have the great privilege to be able to share with you today. I don't have a, uh, I don't have an amazing word as such, um, so hopefully you're not disappointed about that. But what we did want to share with you, um, as a collective leadership team, is um, is to talk to you a little bit about who we are as a church. And a lot of people are new. Um, some people have been here for a while, and. You know, we we don't really often talk about this sort of stuff. We have a few words out there in the foyer. Not sure if anyone's ever taken the time to read those. There'll be a test on it later. Um, But, you know, maybe you do call the Port Church home and maybe there's something about this place that really resonates with you, but you're not really sure what it is. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to answer that for you today. But what I am hoping to do is to be able to let you know who we are as a church, not as an individual, but who we are. What is our identity as a church? What is our reason for existence? What is our calling? Um, and about two months ago, um, we got together with um, a wider leadership group in the, um, in the church. Basically anyone who's leading a grow group or a you know, part of CLT or worship or youth um, and so there was about 20 of us um, here in this room all day on a Saturday, um, making some decisions and talking about a couple of really important things. And one of those things was really trying to define what our values are as a church, and those values are important, I'm going to talk to you about those, but also to make some decisions for us going forward, and to think about what the next six months or 12 months or two years or five years looks like, and to give us some kind of Um, vision uh, to work towards and to um, share that with you guys today so that we can all be on the same page and we can all be praying about the same sorts of things and um, yeah, ultimately serving the community in a way that we feel that God has called us to. So I'm just going to take a quick moment to pray and uh, we're going to get into it. Father, we just thank you for this church Thank you for every single person that calls the Port Church home. We thank you for the calling that you have placed upon us. Um, And we thank you for even the responsibility that you have given us to serve in this community. And I just pray, Lord, that you are here with us today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I've got quite a lot of slides to um, go through with you today. but. The first thing that is really important is to talk about our vision. So who knows what our vision is as a church? gold star for anyone? blurted out, not past the Ben. Very close. Our, thank you, David, but I do believe we have it first over here from Grace. Thank you. You're both correct. Grace, well done. Can you say it out loud, Grace? Jesus did exactly to live like Jesus lived and that comes from the scripture of 1 John 2 6 those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did now the reason our vision is important is because the vision is our why this is the entire reason why we have a church this is um, and I, I should say, when the church, before the church was even born, you know, we have a senior pastor and um, we believe that God spoke to Ben about planting a church in this community and this was the vision that this all started with, is to live like Jesus lived. So the reason this is important for you to know is if you ever ask yourself the question, why are we doing that? The answer should always be to live like Jesus lived. If we're doing it, it's because Jesus has already set us the example. It's why we exist as a church. Our next thing is our mission. Who knows what our mission is? It's on the wall out there. Yeah. I heard Emma saying it word for word. Okay, I won't put you on the spot. She does know it off by heart. She should. I think um, Ben made them recite this uh, in their house. <clears throat> but this is our mission. We are a church. where loving God, loving each other, and loving our community counts for everything. That's our mission. That's our how. This is how we live out our why. We, we live like Jesus lived by loving God. Loving each other as best we can and loving the community that we are in. That counts for everything that we do as a church. Everything that we do should always relate back to this. It's either about loving God or loving each other or loving the community that we live in. That's everything that we do. Underneath that are... Our pillars of service. Now these are just the things that we do. This is our what. This is how we actively live out our vision and our mission. These are the things that put our um, our, our focus on, um, on our mission. So the pillars of service that we have in our church. So I'm trying to get out of everyone's way here. Sunday services, obviously we have pop-up kitchen, we do youth, we've got grow groups, we've got prime time, we do pastoral care. We do missions. These are all the things that we just kind of do as a church. This is these are the things we do to love God, love our community and love each other. These are just the, the things that we do. Loving our community by putting on pop up is part of loving our community because that's how Jesus lived. Does that make sense? Now the next thing is our values. Now, values are really important because our values are who we are. Now, I didn't write this definition, but this is a a definition that I found that, that I think really sums it up. Values are deeply ingrained principles that guide all our actions and our decisions. They serve as our cultural foundation. Core values are defined as being inherent or intrinsic or internal And they're sacrosanct, which means they can never change. They can never be compromised, either for convenience or economic gain. And that's a really powerful statement because when we define our values, they have to be the driving factor in all of our decisions. They have to be the reason reason why we're making the decisions that we make. And just to give you an idea about the process that we went through with the 20 leaders that we had all here in this room, we went through a process of um, using sticky notes. Who loves sticky notes? And what we did was we wrote a whole bunch of words on sticky notes, all individually. You know, there were lots and lots of different words. Truth, courage, obedience, faith, love, community, a whole range of different words. And what we did was once all of those words were put together, we stuck them on that wall over there. And literally that entire wall over there was covered in sticky notes. We probably had 100, maybe 200. I don't know, I'm probably exa- exaggerating that. 60, I don't know. There was a lot anyway. That whole wall was covered. 500, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. And then, just to explain the, the process to you, then what we started to do, because that was done individually, then what we did was we looked at all of those words and we started to group them together into areas that were very similar. And then we did that again, and we had some robust conversation. And can I just tell you, with 20 leaders, 20 opinions, (laughs) 20 different people having say, because it was very important for this to be, you know, not driven by one person, but to own it as a group. Um, It was, at times, difficult, but it was a good conversation around what our values actually are, and it was important to challenge all of those thinking, all of that thinking, and for it not to be a single voice. And so anyway, we got to a point, we got a little bit stuck, so we had some lunch, we came back. And uh, (laughs) after lunch, everyone was uh, in a much better mindset. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And um, we were able to really distill down what our values are. We really had some great conversation about what does this word actually mean. And so today... We wanted to share with you what our values are as a church. And for those of you that were here at our members' meeting um, earlier this morning, we talked about budget. Hopefully, you will see how our values overlay onto things like our budget, and then they hopefully will make a lot more sense. So, our first value is, and hopefully, this one is really obvious, is that we are faithful. As a church and as a leadership team, we are faithful. And I'll just point out here this little statement was written up for each of the values. The words that you see in red were direct words that came off of the sticky notes. Okay, so these are the, the words that all that people had written. Not all of them, but the, the ones that really stood out that, um, that all fed up into that value. So as far as us being faithful, we will seek God for his truth, wisdom, and guidance. We will be courageous and obedient, committed to prayer, worship, and biblical truth without compromise. Faith takes courage. Faith takes obedience. And faith to him and his word takes a level of us not compromising on anything that we do in relation to our faith. We should never diminish our expectations based on what we think we can produce or provide for the community, we should be faithful to what we feel God has called us to. And that is the driving force between so many, in fact, all of the decisions that we have ever made as a church, putting a pastor on in the first place before we could afford it, you know, seven or eight years ago, you know, and lots of different steps along the way, constantly going back to prayer and seeking God for his guidance and then being faithful to that and most of the time it's through those two major things of obedience and courage and a scripture to support that is John 14:15 and it says if you love me keep my commands it's very simple so that's our first value of faithful we are faithful at the port church we are faithful everyone with me still so far We've got a long way to go, so if you're not with me now, (laughs) it's not going to get any better. Okay, our second value is that we are respectful. And we believe that everyone is made in the image of God and therefore worthy of equality. We recognize the diversity of our community and are committed to unity and love above all else. We at the Port Church are committed to respecting our community and we are committed to respecting the diversity of people that live within our community. And above all else, as it says there, we are committed to unity and love. Our commitment through faith is to bring our community together, not to divide, whether it's Port or Crows, regardless of that, but to genuinely Unite people through love and acceptance, recognising that everybody is equal, regardless of their background, regardless of their beliefs. That is a core value for this church, is about respecting our community. And a scripture to support this is Proverbs 22.2. Two, and that is, rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. And I think Ben even mentioned this in his, um, in his uh, sermon last week about the fact that God is God and we are all made in his image. And so regardless of rich, poor, you know, regardless of beliefs, anything, whatever your background is, we are all made in the image of God and therefore we are all worthy to be, um, to be made to feel welcome and to be loved. Our next value is that we are servants. (laughs) Some of you, I should actually um, just full disclosure here to the leadership team. We had a lot of conversation about this word and we did initially settle on servanthood. um, But I'll just change it to we are servants. Hopefully that fits a bit better. But anyway, the, the, um, the intent is the same behind the word, just so you know. But we are servants and our statement around that is that we will humbly and genuinely take the posture of a servant in our service to God, each other and our community. We're committed to the example of Jesus to serve through sacrificial love. Ben talks about this a lot, agape love, that love that puts the other person before you to think about others before we think of ourselves, to be sacrificial in everything that we do. It's in our mission itself, you know, to serve God, serve each other, and to serve the community. We are committed as a church to being servants for our community. And that's really important to know, because a lot of what we do is with the heart of serving others as a church. We put on pop-up, we put on the hub, we put on pop-up primetime, we have youth, we do, you know, we support Easter camp, we have grow groups, we have Sunday fellowship, we catch up with each other, you know, separately. We have people at our houses and we go to people's houses. We, as a church, are committed to being servants for Christ and to be his representation. And the scripture on this is John 15, 13, and that is that greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends and that's what we are committed to the next one and the last one is that we are nurturing and our statement around that is that we will provide a safe trusted environment where our community can find peace hope joy and healing we will be an example to our community and provide opportunities for everyone to grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. This, I should say, and hopefully the others agree, this one, although we had um, some conversation around what we called it, this one here stood out more than others around it being an easy conversation that we were all committed to wanting to serve our community in a way that was nurturing and loving and creating an opportunity and an environment for people to come in and be healed. We have, um, we have a unique position in this church, in this area geographically, but also spiritually. I think, um, if I can say, we, a lot of people have found at home here at the Port Church that may not have been comfortable in other churches at different times. This church itself was born out of that same environment, and so we feel very strongly and I'm sure all of you feel the same that this is an environment here when you walk through these doors of an environment of nurturing of safety of love of giving people the opportunity to heal and to be accepted and so when we talk about having a, um, a, a value of being nurturing it is important that no matter what we do, that we are non-judgmental, that we are open, that we are caring and loving and and compassionate towards our community, regardless of what they're going through, and that reads through all of our um, all of our values: faithful, respectful, you know, being servants and nurturing. All of those things come together to make us who we are as a poor church. And the scripture around that is one Thessalonians five eleven. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. And so, those are our values. Faithful, respectful, servants, and nurturing. And the thing I'd like to encourage all of you to do as a church is to hold all of us to account on what these values are. If you ever feel like we have made a decision that sits outside of what our values are, then we, we should be holding each other accountable and holding each other to account for the decisions that we make. And when we talked earlier about our um, our budget, for those of you that were here um, in the members meeting, you will see that we, have, um, we are not budgeting for profit. For those who didn't see the budget that we've put forward for this financial year, we are budgeting to make a loss of $450, very small loss, but... In hindsight, we could, we could very well make some decisions that would save us money in this church. We could. Pop-ups expensive, wages are expensive, you know, um, all of the, a lot of the things that we do in our community are expensive. We could very well and easily make a decision to save us a heap of money and put it in the bank and potentially put it into this building going forward or do whatever we felt we needed to. But... We are driven by our values. We are driven by our values of respect and nurturing. We can't nurture this community if we don't invest in pastoral care. We can't invest in um, nurturing this community and serving this community if we do not invest in things like pop-up or grow groups or you know whatever, it is, whatever else it is that we're spending money on. We are driven by our values to make the decisions that we make. And overall, we are partly, uh, not partly, sorry, we are completely making decisions around our finances in faith. And we make them in faith knowing that this is what God wants of us. God doesn't care how much money we have in the bank, God cares how much time and energy we are investing in this community because that is what we are called to do. To live like Jesus lived is to sell everything and to put all of those other things that are so unimportant behind us and show the people around us love and acceptance and to provide an environment for them to be healed and to be nurtured and to serve them with everything that we have. And so those are our values. And I should say as well that part of the conversation um, as well was that We have a foundation that sits under everything. Everything that we do, everything that happens, all of it sits on this foundation of love and community. And the reason these two aren't, you know, their own value in itself is because they're very big and broad terms. Love means lots and lots of different things. Love is nurturing. Love is serving. Love is faithful. Love is respectful. You know, community is all of those things as well. But we know that the number one thing driving this church, the thing it was built on in the, in the very first days is that it was built on a foundation of love and community. And so everything we do is all underpinned and supported by us loving each other, loving God, loving the community we, we live in and loving the community. Does that make sense? I sh- I want to say that um, <clears throat> having values to draw on is not the be all and end all. We have survived as a church for 10 odd years without having defined values. But what is important for us is that as this church grows and as this church expands and as the original members of this church move on or retire or, you know, move out of positions of leadership, is that we create a legacy for this church. We are not thinking about what we are. We're not just thinking about what this church means to us in here today. We're thinking about what this church means to this community in 20 years from now, 10 years from now. And it's important that we establish our foundation and our identity as a church so that for generations to come, They can reflect on this and they understand what this church was called to do. And of course, God may call his church to different things at different times and these things may change, but it may not either. And the important thing is that the foundation of serving this particular community is so important that we need to have our values. We need to have our values. No one touched anything. Our values need to supersede any of us that are here today so that we can that God can continue to work in this community. I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm happy to um, take any questions, not now, but um, after the meeting. And I'm sure any of um, the leaders that were here on that day are happy to um, answer any questions as well. But hopefully you can also relate to that hopefully these also speak to you and they make sense and they help you understand why we exist and why we make the decisions that we make so moving on from um from our values the second part of the day that we had together was looking at our church and what are we what are we doing actually in the next 12 months or the next two years five years we It's important that we be obedient and faithful to God but it is also important that God has called us to be leaders and being part of um, a leadership group is about making decisions and doing things um, that we think will obviously honour our values and honour our mission and and our vision but to put plans in place and to not just wait until tomorrow and to see what happens but to actually have some forward thought and to put some prayer into that. And so we spent the second half of the day talking about a couple of problems that we have at this point in time. And the reason I call them problems is because, not that they're actual problems, but it's important to define what you're trying to solve, the the problem that we're trying to work towards. And let me tell you, with um, 20 different leaders in the room, it was really important to be specific about the problem that we were trying to solve, um, because you know we can't solve every problem Um, And so there are two things that we looked at in relation to our church at this point in time. And the first one is that there is limited capacity to accommodate any kind of future growth in our building in its current state. And let me just expand on that for you. If you look at this building here, the way this um, building is set up, there is only so many people we can fit into this, this hall as it is. We can't build up. Well, we could build up, we could build out, uh, but that's a a different problem in itself. But the, the first issue is that, as you can see, we're doing pretty good this morning, but some Sunday mornings when we come in, we are really right to the back and there isn't opportunities to fit many more people in. And we are not a church where none of our vision or mission or any of our values talks about being able to grow the church and have you know, to grow a mega church. That is not our, our intention. But the reality is, if we are living out our values and we are living out our vision and our mission, people will want to be part of this church. And we need to be faithful in the fact of accommodating as many people to be in this building as possible so that they can experience God's love and God's healing and um, God's work in their life. And so I just want to say up front this is not a growth strategy. This is not a strategy to grow the church. This is just some planning around the reality of the trajectory that we have um, seemed to have been on as a church. And so the first thing is basically the limited capacity to accommodate um, any future growth. And the second thing is that the building itself needs major and expensive renovations. Even if we look at our current state with pop up, our toilets are not um, to code. Our kitchen is not to code. We are trying to feed 150, you know, up to 150 people here on a Wednesday night, let alone all of the other things that we do. Having the size, the toilets that we have and the kitchen that we have is not sustainable for us into the future. And so we need to do something about that. And we, need, we have started that journey, many of you would know, we engaged a, um, an architect to draw up some concept plans, we got some money given to us to be able to um, upgrade the building at some point, but it's only the tip of the iceberg. And so to put all of this into context, part of the conversation that we had is that after signing the Declaration of Trust and effectively taking ownership of this building, it, did, it does now give us the opportunity and the freedom to make some decisions. And that was the context of part of the conversation that we had on this day. As an example, if we felt the need, we could sell this building. And we could sell this land and we could use all of the money that we would get from that and we could buy another building somewhere else. We could do that. We could get a mortgage. We could do any um, number of different things to... Um, to forward the church and to do the things that we need to do. And so part of the discussion, or actually all of the discussion that we had, was all centred around making some decisions around five big questions. And so we wanted to share with you the, the, um, the decisions that we considered and the decisions that were made so that we're all on the same page and that everybody here knows exactly what we are here for and the decisions that we have made so that you can join with us in prayer as a as a member-driven church so that we can move forward together. And of course, I want to overlay all of this by saying that if God speaks and it's different to what we have felt, then we will move and do what God has asked us to do. But at this point in time, I feel confident that we prayed, that we sought God in um, these discussions. There was lots of robust discussion um, about these, again, as you can imagine, with twenty leaders um, all here having their opinions, there was lots and lots of um, discussion. The the thing I really wanted to point out is that um, we did this after our values and after we talked about a few other things. But the 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 premise of these discussions was that as a leadership group, we were looking for alignment to our vision and our mission and our values, not personal agreement. It wasn't important that the, uh, the whole point of the discussion around those decisions was not for all of us to agree on a personal level about our opinions. What our um, position was, was that we would, we would be aligned in our decision and that we would agree that, that we were aligned to our mission, our values and our vision and our calling in this, um, in this community.